question, this is a season to remember. But for it to be a season amongst the best in Notre Dame history, there's still work to be done. They go 12 and 0, they don't even get on the play like a champion sign. You only get on that sign if you win a national championship. And the players certainly aren't deaf. There's always doubters and there's always a lot of people who hate Notre Dame and that's just how it's going to be. They hear what the outside world is saying. All the experts have to pull from and their recent experience is what's happened over the past 10 years and how we got blown out by Alabama in 12 and lost Ohio State in 15 in the Fiesta Bowl. And, you know, every time we go against a school with, you know, seemingly superior athletes on paper, we haven't fared well, but I mean, this team's different. This team is not the 12 team, this team isn't 15, this team is its own team. Now comes the opportunity to prove it against Clemson in the college football playoff. A win today puts the Irish one step closer to capturing their first national championship in 30 years. So what's it gonna take to get it done? It's time to break it all down. Live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Is it 4 p.m. yet? Ever since the thumping at the hands of Alabama six years ago, Irish fans have been waiting for a day like this again. A day to show the world Notre Dame is still Notre Dame. That's the Irish can be atop the mountain in college football again. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. We're also presented by Orange Theory Fitness and Granger. Voted the best one-hour full-body workout. I'm Angel DiCarlo, joined as always by former St. Joe and Elkhart Memorial football coach Kevin Downey. Seven hours away from Notre Dame and Clemson in the college football playoff at the Cotton Bowl. Kickoff set for just after 4 p.m. in Arlington, Texas. Kevin? Ah. You're a lifelong Irish fan, Notre Dame fan base. I got to imagine pretty anxious right now. What do you think? I think it's incredible, especially the way the whole year's unfolded with them having all the changes, all the uh, adversity and just being there along for the ride. It's been great. And now here we are at playoffs. And on top on this morning's show, our focus on faith segment is with Notre Dame captain and linebacker Drew Tranquil. It's a conversation you won't want to miss. Drew's incredible journey, overcoming multiple ACL tears, why he chose to come back to Notre Dame for a fifth year, how his faith has played such an incredible role in his life each and every day. That's coming up in just a little bit. Our poll question, what happens today between Notre Dame and Clemson? Do the Irish win a close one? Clemson wins a close one. Irish win by 10 or more. Clemson wins by 10 award. Go on Twitter to at Ange DiCarlo to cast your vote. Give your opinion. We could give your answer later in the show. Let's start with the uh, big news of the day. Obviously, it's the fact that we're here. We're at the playoffs, and we got number one Alabama versus number four Oklahoma tonight at 8 p.m. At 4 p.m., a battle of unbeatens. Number two Clemson versus number three Notre Dame. And obviously, it became official yesterday. Clemson star defensive end Dexter Lawrence considered a first-round pick in April's NFL draft. If he enters, he will not play today because of a failed drug test. Two backups will also not play today. 
But, Kevin, this is a huge deal because Lawrence is an outstanding player. Yeah, they have a dominant defensive line, and uh, Dexter himself, he's a monster of a man. He's 6'4", 350, and very, very fast and very quick. They even used him a little bit on offense um, as a fullback <clears throat> with big number 42. So he he's just he's an impact player. He's one of their uh, leaders as well, and I think it's going to be a pretty big blow to him, which could be good for the Irish. 44 tackles, 7.5 tackles for loss, 1.5 sacks, 15 quarterback pressures. Now, the guy that's jumping in is a pretty good player. Uh, Albert Huggins will start. He's 24 tackles, 3.5 tackles for loss, 11 quarterback pressures. Those numbers would be way higher if he was a starter. Uh, you know, Dabo Sweeney called him a co-starter because they don't got enough space on that really deep defensive line for all these guys to start. Um, but you know, Albert Huggins, you know, it's possible he he may start on Notre Dame's defensive line if he was on Notre Dame. That's how deep this defensive line is for Clemson. Yeah, it's one of their strengths for sure. Um, and one of the things that they can do because they roll so many people and they have so many different guys that play is that they will have somebody that's ready. And it's nice to have a senior in that Huggins that's going to be able to come in. But I think schematically one of the biggest things that I saw that they were able to do with 90 in there, so now without him there, is will they be able to still rush three and drop eight at times which is and still get pressure, um, which is something they could do when uh, 90 was in. So we'll have to see. Their other uh, starting defensive tackle, Christian Wilkins, 13.5 tackles, five sacks. He's pretty darn good. He'll be a first-round pick. Farrell, their defensive end, 17 tackles for loss, 10.5 sacks. He'll be a first-round pick. And Austin Bryant, 10.5 tackles for loss and six sacks, is pretty darn good as well. No question that their defensive line still may be the most maybe the position that dominates this game the most, even without Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the two defensive ends are um, NFL caliber uh, defensive ends, but I think the guy that has the uh, the leadership, at least just watching him play, is 42. He looks like he has the personality, so he's still going to be out there leading. 42, that would be my uh, – that would be Christian Wilkins. Yep. Uh, and, you know, again, 6'4", 315 pounds. <laughs> and he's the little one. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> Big boy coming up. All right, uh, you're listening to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. want to let you know if you're planning a company meeting or a family special occasion, how about having it overlooking Notre Dame Stadium? It's a golden opportunity, all brought to you by Venue ND. To learn more, visit venue.nd.edu or call 574-631-1400. Uh, While Notre Dame is making its first appearance in the five years of the college football playoff, this is the fourth straight year Dabo Sweeney and Clemson have been in this position. The Tigers are 3-2 in the playoffs, won the national championship two years ago. A lot of talk about whether or not Notre Dame has the experience to be able to handle the stakes of today's game. Here's what Irish coach Brian Kelly had to say about that. I don't know that there's really any magic bullet that you have to to get that other than we have an experienced football team. You know, there's a lot of veterans that have played, uh, logged a lot of miles, played in some big games, but we're not going to be able to duplicate, you know, four playoff experience, uh, four playoff games. What I think we've been really good at is staying in the moment, you know, and treating each game as they have come. And we'll do the same thing here. Now, we'll have to get them ready for the moment of the game and Obviously, it being a a playoff game, there'll be a lot of buzz around it, keeping them focused on the game. But when it kicks off, you know, really playing it as one and 
Um, they've been really good at, at focusing in on the game itself and playing one play at a time. So our strength is going to be in being who we are. <laughs> if we try to be somebody else, um, that's not going to work very well for us. So our strength will be being consistent like we have been all year. My biggest worry entering this game for Notre Dame is whether or not it's 14 nothing with seven minutes left in the first quarter. Clemson. Just them giving out to an early start, fast start. Yeah, yeah, and whether or not Notre Dame is ready for that moment because you can't you can't duplicate what's going to be going through these kids' bodies at, at 358 and 402. You, you just you could practice anything you want. I, I you can't you can't duplicate that. And the Clemson kids, they've gone through it. Every single player on that team. The walk-on fresh, well, not the freshman. So Trevor Lawrence hasn't. <laughs> so there are some guys who have not gone through this, but for the most part, ninety percent of, eighty uh, percent of their roster, they've been through this, and and Notre Dame hasn't. That w- that would be my biggest fear. Well, and I think they do have good senior leaders like Renfro and a lot of them, but maybe then that is the uh, the key would be how's that freshman QB going to handle it or. You know, at one time, four years ago, it was their first time, too. So we'll just have to see. I think Kelly's right. You got to live in the moment. And this has been a special Notre Dame team. So hopefully they can stay focused. I I go back to that Miami game last year. The question, you know, Virginia Tech was a hostile environment. They overcame that. But Virginia Tech, as proved by the rest of the year, wasn't as good as people thought maybe heading into that game. So I, I go back to that Miami game. And maybe that they still are able to pinpoint to that to show what they have to do. And the question is, will it be that hostile? It can't be because half the crowd's going to be Notre Dame, right? So it's not going to be that hostile as it was that day. But the nerves, the excitement, the anxiousness may be that big because it's it's the playoff. Yeah. This is what this is why you play this. Yeah, and to have it all right in front of you is really tough. But I think Brian Kelly has the right focus and what's worked for this team. If they can just stay, and it's coach speak, but if they can just stay within the moment, within the game, um, and do their best play after play, then they're going to have a better chance. All right, not many uh, nationally are giving the Irish a shot in this one. A lot of people have said undefeated Notre Dame does not belong in the playoff. That's enraged Notre Dame fans, and it certainly has motivated Irish players like Chris Fink and Julian Love to prove the doubters wrong. A little annoying, if anything. I think this team is pretty intrinsically motivated, but maybe there's a little extra boost that comes from hearing someone say that, you know, like Georgia should have jumped us for the playoff spot or whatever, or people saying that, you know, we don't have a chance in this game. So um, I think that's a little bit of motivation, but I also, like I said, I think we're uh, we're pretty motivated already. I don't really care about the, what the spread is or anything like that. Uh, I know what this team's capable of, <laughs> to be honest with you, and people uh, can compare us to the teams who didn't get in all they want. Uh, we're in. Now we're number three, and uh, you know, we're going to show the world what we're about. Uh, honestly, I think the national talk is Notre Dame's advantage because if there's anything that's going to motivate you more than than wanting to just win a playoff game is everyone telling you, yeah, hey, you don't belong there. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, you're a coach, and if you, if you were Brian Kelly, you're probably salivating about the disrespect your program has gotten over the last month. Well, yeah, because I think you've earned your shot. Um, obviously going undefeated. And what's great about them is that they are battle-tested. They've been through some close games, um, so they know who they are, and they're going to give their best shot. I think it's great motivation. You, you could hear it 
in Chris Fink's voice and Julian Love's voice of how annoyed they were. You heard it from Drew Tranquil in the open, just pointing out the facts. Hey, 2012, we know what happened. Got blown out by Alabama. Ain't anybody on this team that played on that team, obviously. Um, maybe for some other schools, some kids might still be around. But <laughs> like Renfro. <laughs> <laughs> But and then in 15, obviously, there were some Irish players that were around for that. Notre Dame got blown out by, by Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. So in, in these big games, Notre Dame has not done well. Um, and that is something of relevance. It, it's not the be all end all because this year's team is what matters. But it, I can understand why the national media and national fans don't think Notre Dame has a chance in this game. Um, but. Notre Dame has a chance in this game because Notre Dame is much better than the national audience gives them credit for. Well, and there's so many of these personalities that we've come to know over the season. These these kids are leaders. They're uh, together. They're a really good team. And, you know, all you need is a chance. <laughs> they just need a game and a ball in four quarters, and they'll go out and we'll have to see. Um, Brian Kelly, I believe I believe the quote was from Eric Parsegian, or paraphrasing. He says – he's or it was – it was either Parsegian, Leahy, Rockney, Holtz. One, yeah, of, one of those guys. One, one of those famous guys. <laughs> and, and Kelly related and he, and he said, he goes, you don't have to be the best team in America in this game. You just have to be the best team on the field that day. Yep. And that that's the truth. Now, you might have to be the best team in America to be the best team on the field in this game because Clemson's that darn good, but we shall see. All right. Still to come, Notre Dame linebacker Drew Tranquil explains how he heard his ankle pop against Navy midseason and thinks a miracle actually happened to ensure it was not broken. That story coming up in our Focus on Faith segment. But up next, a deeper dive into the matchup with Clemson. Can the Irish contain Tigers quarterback Trevor Lawrence? Can Indy's O-line give Ian Book enough protection? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays can you down to the college football playoff is back right after this. Auto loans from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can save you money. Why? because the whole purpose of a credit union is to save you money. Catholic-inspired credit unions put faith into action. Pope John Paul II called them one of the church's most significant concrete achievements. Now it's easier than ever to be a part of this. All you need is a phone. You already share our values, why not share in our savings? For a better auto loan or refinance from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, call 844-230-6611. Ashley is an athlete who is always focused on scoring the next goal. But when unexpected injuries happen, Ashley knows where to go. SB OrthoNow Walk-In Clinic, an orthopedic care clinic with same-day walk-in care for breaks, sprains, and sports injuries. Located in South Bend Orthopedics Office at Douglas Road in 23 in South Bend. And open noon to 7, Monday through Thursday, and noon to 5 on Fridays. No appointment needed means Ashley can be seen right away. Learn more at sborthonow.com. We are now just under seven hours away from kickoff between Notre Dame and Clemson in the college football playoff. Uh, Cotton Bowl is almost here. Irish are 12-0 for just a fourth time in school history. Notre Dame has never been 13-0 in a season. They can get there with a win today, and a win today would send them to the national championship game. Angel DiCarlo and Kevin Downey back with you on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. No question, Kevin. Uh, Notre Dame would not be here without the play of linebackers Drew Tranquil and Tavon Coney and defensive lineman Jerry Tillery. All three have been uh, megastars this season. Well, I think 
Tranquil, uh, being the leader and the main communicator, Coney is a physical specimen. He's going to do really well in the NFL. And also, uh, Tillery being that that big, huge presence in the interior of the defensive line really helps get the, uh, the core and get them uh, solidified. If you can have a good interior front five or front line and linebackers, you're going to be really strong. You know, all three players toyed with the possibility of leaving Notre Dame for the NFL last season, but all three decided to come back for their senior seasons. Here's what Irish defense coordinator Clark Lee had to say about the impact Tranquil, Coney, and Tillery have made on the Irish this season. Their on-the-field production, I think, speaks for itself. I think their uh, contribution um, from a leadership standpoint uh, we can't put a value on, you know. I mean, it, it's uh, it's one thing when you have really good players that that um, play at a high level on the field. It's another thing when you have really good players that are bought into everything the program stands for and are reinforcing it day in day out. And that's for them about building a legacy, you know. And I think that's what part of this uh, year was for them. It wasn't just about um, you know coming back and strengthening their footing and uh, for, for their future career, and also competing for a national championship I think they wanted to leave this program better than they found it and you know through their buy-in through their commitment they've they've been able to do that their experience on the field allows for us to do things that um, obviously makes my job easier I think beyond that you know I can make mistakes at times as a play caller and they will make me right and I don't know that there's any uh, more comforting feeling than that that's Notre Dame defensive coordinator Clark Lee. His first season as defensive coordinator, certainly he looked, as he said there, he can make some mistakes and these guys are covering things up. He's been made look to look a little bit better because of, of the play of, of those three guys uplifting that, that Irish defense. Well, and you can just tell by some of the sound bites that they're smart players. They make adjustments. And again, even if a call comes in or there's a formation, a motion, something that throws them off, they're smart enough to uh, make the changes and then also make the plays that'll put them away. All right. If Coney goes to the NFL last year, Notre Dame in the playoff today? You know, I don't think so. I think he he is such an athlete. He makes so many tackles and can do so many things. I, I think that, you know, it's one thing if you have a leader that says all the right things, but he says all the right things and makes all the plays when he has to. Tranquil goes to the NFL last season. Do, is Notre Dame in the playoff today? I think he's that same difference maker as far as a leader. Like, I think they need him for communication and just how many times he's like Rocky Balboa and gets knocked <laughs> down and gets back up. I think that they need him too. And I think part of it is there's we know there's no depth behind those guys. They've played almost every down at every game. And, of course, we'll hear more from uh, Drew Tranquil coming up in the next segment in our Focus on Faith. Uh, Jerry Tillery, if he – would have went to the NFL last season. Is Notre Dame here today? Well, man, that one's tough because you'd like to think that they have a little bit of depth. But, you know, you have to remember when we started the season, um, yeah, he was the big uh, piece in the middle that they really needed. And his growth, like he is, he had such a great year um, that, yeah, I, I think I think those are the big three right in the middle that make it all possible. You know, if Myron Tylo-Mosa is healthy all season, maybe that could have made the difference. I don't know if you could have played all season without both of those guys, and they did lose that guy. Who may be back today? We'll see how much he plays, but uh, they're they're expecting him to play and give some uh, valuable reps, maybe 10 to 15 reps here today. So we'll see if um, MTA can give uh, the Irish a little extra depth an already deep uh, defensive line. All right. Uh, now the Irish defense 
They're going to have their hands full today. We know that. Uh, Clemson's offense led by superstar freshman quarterback Trevor Lawrence and running back Travis Etienne. Etienne is fifth in the NCAA in rushing this season with 1,463 yards. Here's what Jerry Tillery and Brian Kelly had to say about containing the Clemson offense. Oh, he's great. He's a great running back. He's explosive. He's fast. He's strong. He's, um, you know, he's hard to bring down. He's, a, you know, everything, um, you know, a great running back is. And um, he'll be, it'll be a big challenge. And uh, but I think we're up for it. You know, the running back uh, at the end is, um, I think he's as good as a uh, running back we've seen since Georgia of last year. You know, that kind of talent. Um, the quarterback is really good. Um, you know, he's got great arm talent. He's, he's tall and can see the field. Um, I think the receiving core is on par with a USC receiving core. Um, that's a pretty dynamic offensive set. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback. Travis Etienne, running back. Who's more scary for Clark Lee to have to set up heading into this game? I think it's going to be the uh, the running back. He's just so explosive. I mean, he can do it all too. He'll do um, inside runs, outside runs, screens, counters. Uh, he's just the most explosive player, in my opinion, on the field. And again, they have a lot of talented wide receivers. So if Lawrence gets them the ball. It's another thing. But Lawrence is a freshman. ATN is fifth in NCAA in rushing yards, third in rushing touchdowns with 21. He's fifth in yards per carry. He averages 8.3 yards per carry. I mean, I think most think that Notre Dame's biggest advantage in this game might be the Notre Dame's defensive line against Clemson's offensive line, but that may still be a push because Clemson's offensive line is still really good. It's just their other positions are better. Yeah, their other positions really stand out. And again, we talked before, but you know they do have a lot of um, – seniors and juniors on that offensive line so even though it may be the quote weak spot they're still going to be experienced and those guys get the benefit of that four years in the playoffs do you think trevor lawrence can be rattled you i think he's a special player obviously but yeah he's still a a freshman a a true freshman he still was playing high school football last year this is still going to be his first one so no matter how comfortable Dabo is and all those seniors around him you know it's that could be the uh the opportunity for the the defense to get in someone's head it's going to be his it's not going to be Renfro who's again been there just as long as as our guy Tranquil um I mean yeah, I think that he's going to be the one, at least mentally, that they can kind of get after. With that being said, um, he could make about every throw, and their offense is designed to make him uh, really look good, and he makes good decisions. And Clemson does not have the advantage, if he got rattled, to turn to a veteran quarterback. Notre Dame obviously could go to Brandon Wimbush. Alabama obviously has Hearn mm. they could go to. Well, the guy that started for Clemson, got he's, already, he's already gone, <laughs> Travis Bryant. So they don't have that option. It's all going to be on Trevor Lawrence. Now, that's a good option to have. Mm -hmm. This guy's going to be a first-round NFL pick when he's eligible. By the way, can't go to the NFL for two more years. So that's going to be dangerous for everybody. He's, I believe he's coming to Notre Dame Stadium in two years. Nevertheless, let's not worry about that. (laughs) Um, Can you imagine him as a junior? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, but on the season, he's been fantastic. Uh, 24 touchdowns in just nine games as a 
starter. So so he certainly has has gotten it done and, and will be a handful for the Irish. But maybe if they can get to him, that might be one of the spots. That's what they're going to have to do. Uh, if they don't get to him, I don't know if they can win this game. Well, and he is he's just a freshman, so he's a little bit skinny. Like He can still run and do some things, but his main attribute is throwing the ball very well. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, Notre Dame will face one of the nation's best defenses in the country. Even with De- Dexter uh, Lawrence out today, the defensive line still boasts two other first-round picks come April. Clemson gives up just 13.7 points per game. That ranks second in the country. Here's offensive coordinator Chip Long and Irish quarterback Ian Bug on the challenge of uh, Clemson's defense. Their defensive front is outstanding. you got three to four guys that will be playing in the NFL. They're deep. Um, and that's just three to four that we see, and the young guys are going to be extremely talented. Very well coached, play hard, um, mix other coverages very well, um, and, and come after you. You know, it's the reason they've been there every time the playoffs has been around. Um, but, you know, we need to play well, and we need to do what we do. And um, it's championship time, so you need to be at your best. Extremely fast, you know, big, um, just in terms of their defensive line, obviously. You know, everyone knows about them. and. Um, you know, we just got to make plays. And uh, when we have those opportunities, we got to make those plays, the big plays. And, uh, you know, I got to get the ball out quickly. And there's some other stuff we got to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, their defense speaks for itself. It's going to be a great challenge, but I think we're just all excited for the challenge that it, it's going to be. Uh, I think we're going to be able to run the ball. And, um, you know, one thing I'm going to work on is just getting that ball out quick and getting it to our playmakers. I say that every week. You know, those guys on the perimeter, I got, you know, two, six, five guys on the outside. So I'm going to get them the ball. And, you know, let them go make plays. And again, no Dexter Lawrence for Clemson today. Projected first-round pick. The star defense tackles out after failing a drug test. With that said, Albert Huggins, very good, will start in his place. And, of course, they've got Farrell, a potential top-10 pick. Wilkins, a top-15 pick. And Austin Bryant, who's uh, very good himself. Uh, Ian Book says we're going to be able to run the ball. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's going to be tough. Their whole defense is... The strength is the defensive line. So even with um, their really good player out, I, I, they're really, really good. And they do a lot of things. They mix up um, the looks. But I guess if they're going to run the ball, then they're going to have to have something that kind of pops, gets to the second levels, to those linebackers. And then I think also a good matchup for Notre Dame will be uh, against their safeties. You know, I think like a Fink could have a big day, maybe Mac, or if they, you know, cross up the receivers, maybe those big guys can get there. But their DBs are good. They're just extremely, like the whole defense, extremely aggressive. They take chances everywhere, which again, as they said, maybe that's why they've been there so much. Well, and then maybe that's the one advantage. They're going to take some chances. They're they miss. Gonna, they're, if they miss <laughs> a couple times, you get some big plays and you're in. Uh, we're presented by Orange Theory Fitness. Voted the best one-hour full-body workout in the country. I don't know about you, but I ate way too much at Christmas. I will eat way too much, I'm sure, today watching Notre Dame and Clemson, and then again on New Year's Eve. Uh, so what better way to get back in shape than trying Orange Theory Fitness? You get the benefits of a group workout with the attention of a personal coach. Orange Theory Fitness is located at Heritage Square in Granger, your first workout is free. And if you're ready to buy or sell a home, visit SouthBendSteve.com to learn more about Realtor Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett. Steve has a 4.9 rating out of 5 from Realtor.com. I know from personal experience how easy he makes the process. Contact Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett Real Estate at 574-229-4040 or visit SouthBendSteve.com for more 
information. Up next, he's the heart and soul of Notre Dame, and he's a, a man of great faith. Our focus on faith is with Irish captain and linebacker Drew Tranquil. You won't want to miss it. It's next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays here on Redeemer Radio 95.7. You deserve more from your workout, more than sweating away extra pounds. It should transform you from the inside out with technology to prove you're improving and coaches that give you more tough love. You want more results, more confidence, more community, and more energy. Because the more you do at Orange Theory, the more you get out of life. Orange Theory Fitness. Go to orangetheory.com for a free workout. We know you like football, so do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day, free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Our title sponsor for Irish Sports Saturdays is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. When you open an Elevate membership at Notre Dame FCU, you get $50 in your new account and another $50 for an eligible nonprofit like a Catholic high school, a parish, or even Redeemer Radio. You raise share of values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey, back with you on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Kickoff between Notre Dame and Clint. Clemson is set for just after 4 p.m. in the college football playoffs this afternoon. The other national semifinal between Alabama and Oklahoma will kick off just after 8 p.m. Kevin, time now for our Focus on Faith segment. We have had a lot of good ones this year, and this one might be the best one to date. Such an intriguing personality and four-way native Drew Tranquil, the heart and soul of the Irish defense. Yeah, he's a fascinating young man. Every story or anything that I get to hear about him or read about him, he's just its so interesting um, to see how mature he is. All the things that we've hit on with all of our uh, Focus on Faith segments, but he, he is one of the more interesting people that I think will help define this team, obviously. As we discussed earlier, Notre Dame would not be in this position if not for the leadership of captain and linebacker Drew Tranquil. Tranquil is a top football player, model student, great in the community, a man of extraordinary faith, already married and will be a dad come May. He's everything you could ask for in a Notre Dame man. He's overcoming tons of injuries earlier in his career and during this season, and it's all led him to lead the Irish to the national semifinals. Here's my conversation with Drew Tranquil on this week's Focus on Faith. Growing up in Fort Wayne in the Tranquil household, how much was faith in God something that was very prominent in your life um, from the outset with the way your parents raised you? Um, it was, I would say, the foundation of our, of our home, the principles and values that we kind of based our family on were, were biblically rooted. And, you know, my dad came from a, a Catholic household and my mom came from a Baptist household. And so, um, you know, faith was prominent in, in both of their upbringings. And so they raised us to, to know Jesus and know the Lord. And, um, it was a, it was a pivotal part of my upbringing. And then when did faith really start becoming a major component in your life in terms of, you know, when you realized it was going to be, a critical role in your life was there kind of a, was there kind of a moment 
Yeah, so I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was 10 years old. Um, I remember I listened to a sermon on hell, um, and I was like, I don't want to go there. So I, <laughs> I went to my parents' room and said, I want to I want to know Jesus. I want him in my heart. <clears throat> and I think at that point it was kind of a, uh, a saving grace and a out-of-hell free card. Um, but as I kind of grew, I came into the understanding of what a, a great sacrifice and price that was paid for my life um, and for your life and for all my friends' life. And I realized just the grace and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, that that really sunk in, actually, you know, my freshman year here at Notre Dame. And then you originally were committed to Purdue, and then you and then Notre Dame comes calling, and, and you made the switch. What made you kind of decide to make the switch and, and end up here at Notre Dame? It was a lot of prayer, a lot of consulting with my my parents, my now wife, and um, just trying to listen to the Holy Spirit and and see, you know, where was going to be the best fit for me. And ultimately, I had peace when I came here and. Um, that's kind of when I decided to make the switch. And then when, um, you know, the fact that Notre Dame's a Catholic university, a faith-based institution, did that play a factor with you uh, that you were like, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual guy going to a spiritual university? Well, was that a factor in your decision as well? I'd say it wasn't a, a huge factor. I like I like that Notre Dame develops the entire person and it's they focus, you know, on, you know, us physically in terms of, you know, our academic growth, um, you know, emotionally in terms of social, social aspects in the dorm, um, and then spiritually. And uh, I, I definitely appreciated that about the university. And um, being, being a man of faith, I thought it was cool where I was going to come to a place where I could learn about a faith that, you know, I didn't necessarily practice growing up. Um, that was interesting to me, but... I don't know. I just had a, a piece about coming here. I, I knew, I think, the network of Notre Dame and, you know, the opportunity to get an incredible education while playing for an elite uh, football team was probably the biggest selling points along with being close to home. Notre Dame captain linebacker Drew Trenkles, our guest on Focus on Faith as we get you set for Notre Dame and Clemson in the college football playoff. All right. You get going in your freshman year, um, and then in November of that year, you tear your ACL. Um how difficult was that, and, and what was the most difficult part about it? I'd say the most difficult part was the fact I had never really encountered such adversity in my life. I grew up in a home where my parents loved me so well and allowed me to pursue my dreams and traveled with me on the weekends and did everything that you could ever dream or hope for from parents. And I had four incredible siblings who were very near and dear to my heart. And so I had never really faced um, adversity like I went through uh, that year. But, you know, my parents and my family always taught me um, it's not necessarily about how you're doing when you're on top. It's about how you respond when you get knocked down. And so it kind of gave me the juice and fire to, to get back on the field. All right. Then sophomore year, you're playing arguably the best half of football you've played. You jump in the air and you end up tearing your other ACL. Mm -hmm. I mean, were you just wondering what, what what's going on here? Yeah, that was a that was a really difficult moment for me. One, and I don't even think 
at first it was, oh gosh, I have to go do this rehab again, or oh, why me? It was, I was like, I had a lot of great friends on that team and guys like Joe Schmidt and Matthias Farley. And, you know, for me, it was like, I'll never play with these guys again, potentially on the field. Now, maybe I'll get to play with Matthias now that he's playing well in the league, but um, it was, it was devastating. And it was a, um, kind of a turning point in my life when I realized that absolutely anything in your life can be taken away from you. And it really drew me into the principle in the word where it talks about our life being but a vapor. And I really realized it's not any asset or any physical thing or any um, position or power that you have on this earth that is going to fulfill you or make you happy, but it's Jesus Christ alone. And, um, your story and your testimony is the only thing someone can't take away from you. And, uh, you know, I wanted to use that and use my testimony um, to help change others' lives. Did at any point during that process, did you lose a little faith in terms of whether or not football was meant to be for you going through two major injuries? Did you wonder, okay, I don't know if this is going to work? I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say I encountered ever uh, a loss of faith. I don't know. The way I, like I said, my first ACL was really the first kind of adversarial moment I had really ever encountered in life. I almost saw it more as like a challenge in a, an obstacle that I wanted to be the best at in terms of recovering the fastest or being the best person to ever you know, have gone through two ACL surgeries and bounced back. I just kind of saw them as, as challenges more than anything, uh, to be honest. And were there some difficult times and some tears and some frustration? Like, oh, yeah, I had to work through all of that. Um, but I think it it was a matter of how I framed it, and I framed it as a challenge more than a, a setback. All right, you recover again. Uh, you play all 12 games in 2016 as a safety obviously it wasn't the season you guys wanted by any means and then shortly after the season ends you get named a captain for for the 2017 season what did that honor mean to you it was probably the biggest honor in my life up until that point and um, you know I think this second captaincy probably meant a little bit more because you know it was our players that voted on it but in uh, 2017, it was just kind of the coaching staff coming together and, and scrambling. But yet it was still an honor to be recognized by my coaches and by the administrators at the university as a leader on this team. And it's something I don't take lightly. And all throughout this time, you're an outstanding student in engineering. You do a ton of community service. How, how did you find time to do all this stuff and excel in everything that it seems that you touch? I mean, people people think I excel at everything I touch because they see uh, they see the highlights. They see the highlight tape. All right. So, what what are you not good at then? I mean, anything that I've ever done in life has just taken immense taken immense practice and immense time and effort and energy pouring into it. Like I wasn't great at differential equations. I wasn't even the I was like bottom tier in terms of like academic like smartness. I guess if that's even a word. In my class, um, there were valedictorians, people that were brilliant, and I just worked harder than most everybody in my class. Um, and that's not to throw shade on anybody's like work ethic, but 
like I just realized what was important to me in life and what I wanted to devote my time to. And I devoted everything to my family, uh, my faith, football, and my academics. And it sounds cliche, but that's literally what I did. And that's why I think I am where I am. Notre Dame captain and linebacker Drew Tranquil joining us here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. You switched from safety to linebacker uh, last season, and then you had to make the decision on whether or not to return to Notre Dame for a fifth year or, or turn pro. And a lot of people thought you were going to go pro. Obviously, the history <laughs> with the injuries, um, <laughs> you were set to get married. Um, what made you decide, no, I'm coming back? Well, I think I looked at all the information I could, and you know, I knew what I projected as. Um, that was a will linebacker. And I, in my mind, um, I didn't see it honorable to walk into a NFL locker room and say I was a professional at something I'd never played. And I've played a lot of football in my life, but uh, will linebacker I had never taken a snap at in my career. And I knew we had a great coach here and, and Coach Clark Lee. And I wanted to come back and develop under him and, and take this year to, to excel my game to another level and uh, be able to walk in that in that locker room and, and shake my teammates' hands and say, like, I've got your back. I, I know what I'm doing. Um, I think that was one. And then maybe maybe even more importantly was just I wanted a chance to win a national championship, and that means a lot to me. And now we're in that position, and so we got to go seize it. And, you know, throughout the season, you're, you're playing every down of every single game. You guys are undefeated, and then all of a sudden <clears throat> you, you injured the ankle against – against Navy and you had to get carted off. You have a towel over your head. Everyone's kind of fearing the worst. Were you fearing the worst at that point? Um, I mean, when it happened on the field, I thought I broke my ankle. Um, that's what it felt like. And that's what it sounded like. Now between that time and when I got my x-ray, um, I genuinely believe a miracle happened. I, there were just so many people praying for me and stories I heard of, you know, people on their knees just um, sending prayers my way. I don't know what happened in that, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, but, um, you know, something special happened. And then when you realized it was just a sprain and you're playing with a hand injury, obviously, throughout the year, um, not a soul thinks you're going to play against Northwestern. And Julian Love has kind of told the story of all of a sudden he looks over and there you are. How were you able to fight through that, to, to play that week? And how many people did you have to convince to get on the field? Um, well, I think first off, like, I think a lot of people, you know, play banged up. And I think, you know, my, me playing banged up has gotten highlighted this year, but we've had a lot of guys on our team play banged up and they, they should be commended for that as well. I think, you know, the hand we were just, you know, we were able to protect and, and cast up and was it ideal? No. Um, but was it something I could play with? Yeah. The ankle was, was the thing that kind of surprised me and took me aback. Um, just how amazing the body is at healing. And, you know, when you put in the time and you've got a great support staff, uh, you know, of what can happen in, in a short week. <clears throat> um, it was, a. Uh, it was a tough week, and um, it wasn't the most uh, joyous thing to get out there. But I was, I was, I didn't have to convince anybody. They, they respected me and in, in my decision, and um, they knew I was in tune with my body and knew what my body was telling me. And you know, I wasn't going to go out there if I couldn't be productive for our team.
You're listening to Notre Dame FCU's <laughs> Irish Sports Saturdays. We're talking with Irish captain Drew Tranquil as we get you set for Notre Dame and Clemson in the college football playoff. All right, before the season started, you got married. Um, married college football player. Pretty rare. So what's what's it like uh, being in that first year of marriage but also having to worry about still being a college kid? Marriage is great. One, it teaches you, I think, how selfish you are at times and what it truly means um, when people say love is sacrificial, it's, she's absolutely amazing. And, you know, she works 45, 50 hours a week and is carrying our first born child and moved to a new city to help me and allow me to pursue my dream. And so if you want to talk about sacrificial love, you know, Jackie Tranquil embodies that and it's an honor to be her husband and to stand by her side. And so, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's been hard because it's, you know, I could have a bad practice, a bad day, and I get to go home and see my best friend, and she gives me a hug no matter if I did good or did bad. And so, uh, you know, it uh, the days always seem to start on a good note and end on a good note, and that's uh, it's special. You mentioned you guys are expecting your first child. Congratulations on that. And, and I mean, you're expecting your first child. You're married. You're in college. Do your teammates sometimes look at you like, who who are you? Yeah, man, I'm Uncle Drew. I'm, <laughs> I'm the old guy in the locker room, and I'm proud to be it. <laughs> All right, uh, USC game. You guys, obviously, it was a really tough one. You're trying to complete the undefeated regular season. Uh, you guys pull out the win to finish 12-0. and you're pretty emotional after the game. Why? I mean, who wouldn't be? It's uh, it's my last one, last opportunity to get a win at USC, something I've never done before. And, you know, secondly, we finished, you know, our undefeated regular season, and that meant a lot to our seniors and to the guys who have put so much into this program over the past four and five years. And, you know, I just – I knew how much – my teammates and my coaches had poured into this thing and uh, to be able to share in that moment was was special. I imagine pretty happy with that decision to come back. Yeah, it uh, it all ended up panning out pretty well. And now here you are in the college football playoff after everything that's happened, an absolutely crazy ride. How much would you love to beat Clemson and go play for a national championship? Yeah, it would mean the world. It would mean everything to me and my teammates and we've put so much into this thing and I expect nothing less than that uh, because we've put in the work and we've put ourselves in the position to do it and now it's just a matter of going out and executing and so uh, I'd love to be dancing in the confetti that's for sure and I don't even dance that well so <laughs> that is uh, Notre Dame captain and linebacker Drew Tranquil everything you could ask for in a Notre Dame man Kevin and just so phenomenal on every level. Um, honestly, I think one of the neatest things about him is just him. <laughs> and yeah. obviously his focus on faith and how he's mature and the, the whole uh, marriage and now being a father. But soon you know, to be father. Soon, soon to be, be father. father. Uh, but I think one of the, the things that really stands out, honestly, is that this has been a special team. There's lots of neat personalities, lots of leaders. And if he is the kind of uh, – secret weapon or the, the the impetus behind the whole push you can see why because he's such a, a neat young man 
But he's not great at differential equations. That's <laughs> that's important to point out. That's the one thing he's not good at. All right. Uh, and Brian Kelly said Tranquil came to Notre Dame camps while in high school five times. Mm-hmm. And coaches kept on saying, nah, we don't got a spot for you. We don't got a spot. And he just kept on coming back. That work point, ethic. Th- to the point that Brian Kelly goes, all right, he's doing well in the drills. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps on coming back despite we saying no. He wants to be here. Yeah. And he said we got to find a spot for him, even though Kelly didn't know what that spot was going to be ultimately. It's worked out pretty good. All right, time for our final timeout. When we return, what would it mean for the Irish to win today and play for the national championship? Plus, who's winning this thing? Kevin and I give our predictions and read many of yours. That's next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. For the first time ever, the U.S. Senior Open will be played on a college campus at the historic University of Notre Dame's Warren Golf Course, June 24th through 30th, 2019. Don't miss this chance to see great champions like Miguel Angel Jimenez, Davis Love III, Bernhard Langer, and defending champion David Toms as they compete for one of golf's most prestigious titles. Commemorative holiday gift packages are now available and will sell out. Get yours today at 2019USSeniorOpen.com. If you like all things Notre Dame, be sure to stay tuned for Church Life Today. Coming up right after us, Lenny DiLorenzo of the McGrath Institute for Church Life is your host. That's next here on Redeemer Radio with replays tonight at 6 and Sunday at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Back for the stretch run of Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame and Clemson coming up at 4 p.m. in the college football playoff. Our poll question today was... What do you think happens? Does Notre Dame win a close one? Does Clemson win a close one? Irish win by 10 or more or Clemson by 10 or more? Uh, Stunner here, Kevin. The South Bend faithful and the Notre Dame faithful say overwhelmingly the Irish win a close one. 61% of the vote. It's a national poll, probably a little bit different, but Irish win a close one. 61% of the vote. Irish win by 10 or more is actually second. At 17%. Tigers win by 10 or more is third at 12%. Tigers win a close one is fourth at 10%. Um, Joseph Klaska, I know, you, I think you know him well. Uh, is this even a question? Irish by 30. Uh, Jackie Lightfoot, Irish win a very close one because my husband will be calling the plays from our couch. That is a uh, legendary former Bethel coach. Mike Lightfoot. Don Nichols says the Irish are rested, but there is a lot of pressure on them. It will take a good hot minute to calm down and settle into a rhythm. Hopefully by then they can get the sh- get to show the country why they're 12 and 0. All right. Um, okay. As we get going here, uh, obviously we'll give our predictions in just a moment, but we've talked a lot about the Irish being ready for this moment. I, I asked Tavon Coney about what it will take and what it will go- be going through his body. Uh, the minutes right before Notre Dame takes the field? You know, a lot of drilling, you know, a lot of excitement and, you know, just thankful for the opportunity to, to be able to go out there and showcase my talent, you know, and I'm going to be ready. You know, the whole team is going to be ready. We're going to be ready to go out there and show the world what we're all about, you know, and um, that's that's a great showcase and a great stage to do it. So I, I, certainly I can't I can't even imagine what's going to be going through these guys bodies right before they take the field, Kevin. Well, they work so hard and they have been through a lot of adversity through the year. And again, there's a lot of a lot of uh, personalities on this team. So I think they're going to step up. Obviously, I'm like Notre Dame faithful excited. 
so much talk about whether the Irish have a shot to win this one or not. So what would it mean to win today and go to play for a national championship? Here's Ian Book, Jerry Tillery, and Julian Love. Well, you know, just it'll show we're one week closer to our end goal that we've been talking about since the day after the Citrus Bowl. Um, you know, we want to graduate all our players and we want to win, win a national championship. So we're extremely close, but we got two more to go. It would mean everything. That's what we come here for. And um, that's just a lot of hard work being, um, you know, coming, coming to fruition, I think. What would it mean to, to get this win and go play for a national championship? I mean, it mean everything. I think that uh, we, you know, want to <laughs> obviously, like, you know, dominate this game and then move on. But we're only focused on this game right now. Uh, and like I said, I said a little earlier, we're focusing, like, kind of through Clemson, not just to Clemson, and kind of through it. Um, and, you know, this is the first step. All right, uh, let's go with our keys to the game. Kevin, what do you have? Uh, what, what's it going to take for Notre Dame to get the victory? I'd say uh, the big keys to the game for both teams is going to be the offensive line. So Notre Dame is, you know, they they have a dominant defensive line in Clemson, and then the one maybe weak spot for Clemson would be their offensive line. So which offensive line steps up? Yeah, certainly Clemson's defensive line is phenomenal, but Notre Dame's defensive line, very good as well. Um, I'm going to say... Just be within a touchdown midway through the second quarter. Uh, you got to be in the moment, and, and you can't fall behind. Uh, if they're down two scores out of the gate, <laughs> Clemson's not USC. Um, you know, Clemson's a lot better football team this year than USC is, so that would be a problem. All right, uh, we got about a minute left. Uh, what's your what's your prediction today, man? What, it, what actually? Let's let's start with this one. Give me your Alabama Oklahoma prediction. First. <laughs> Okay, that one's too tough. I was in prep for that. I do think Alabama's going to win and probably win big, but it'll be a score fest. All right, go with I, the over. I'm going Alabama 52, Oklahoma 38 in that one. <laughs> um, all right, and then what's your prediction for this game between Notre Dame and Clemson? Catholic radio station, so Notre Dame 31, Clemson 28, a close one. Uh, so you're going with 61%. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the dissenting viewpoint. I'm sorry, got to do it. Mm. Uh, every matchup I look at, I just I'm gonna go Clemson 23, Notre Dame 20. I I've been toying with this one. Yeah, it's uh, tough. It's it's tough. Yeah, you know That's- what? To heck with it. I'm gonna say late touchdown, Notre Dame 27, <laughs> Clemson 23. Why not? The Irish are gonna pull this one out one way or another, despite everything everyone's saying. All right, that'll do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. Our show also presented today by Orange Theory Fitness and Granger, voted the best one-hour full-body workout. We'll be back here next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with either a national championship preview or a look back at a fabulous season for the Irish. We all know what all of you are hoping for for that show next week. Thanks to our audio operator today, Joe Ander, for Kevin Downey. I'm Angelo DiCarlo. Notre Dame and Clemson will kick off at 4 p.m. today in the college football playoff. Who will play for the national championship? We will soon find out. We close our pregame show the same way the Irish will close their pregame with a prayer from one of the Irish team chaplains. This is Father Mark Thiesing, chaplain for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. 
Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game. Join Bishop Kevin Rhodes, Bishop of Fort Wayne South Bend, every Wednesday at noon for his weekly show, Truth in Charity. On each episode, he joins host Kyle Hyman to discuss key issues facing Catholics in the diocese and beyond. Then he answers questions submitted by listeners. If you would like to submit a question, go to RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop. Truth in Charity with Bishop Rhodes is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Auto loans from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can save you money. Why? Because the whole purpose of a credit union is to save you money. Catholic-inspired credit unions put faith into action. Pope John Paul II called them one of the church's most significant concrete achievements. Now it's easier than ever to be a part of this. All you need is a phone. You already share our values, why not share in our savings? For a better auto loan or refinance from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, call 844-230-6611.